Uh, Super Bowl is set. We've had a little bit to think about it. You have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Are we still uh, a little angry about what had happened over uh, the course of the games on Sunday? Will you, are you now more leaning towards watching the Super Bowl than you were yesterday of not watching the Super Bowl? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> the The Sunday games just left me sick. Yeah. Just how they were refereed. <laughs> if the Eagles would have blown out the 49ers and everything would have been kosher, uh-huh. fine. Same thing with Kansas City. But how they both went down, it was just like, I'm done with this. I'm done with y'all. I'm done with y'all. I am going to watch. Uh, I always knew I was going to watch. Now, I'm thinking about the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, are they a good team? I mean, they're in the Super Bowl. They were the number one seed. Are they a good team? It's something I hearkened back to yesterday when you and Ben were bitching at each other. Uh, It was pretty funny to me. And it was, uh, Rowdy's like, well, you had the easiest schedule in the NFL. Ben's like, well, it's in the NFL. And then I thought about it. What do the Eagles do in the playoffs? They obviously got the number one seed, the bye. That's, you know, had, had to do with the easiest schedule they had, right? They still had to go and win the games. But what did they do? They beat a rebuilding Giants team with Daniel Jones as a quarterback. They're, they stink. And then they beat the 49ers hospital team. Like, what have the Eagles... Now, I know they were the one seed. I know they had to, you know, go to the gauntlet of the NFL schedule with the easiest schedule. But what exactly have the Eagles done, Rowdy? And how much should we be looking at the Eagles as... And they're favorites in this game? They are. The Eagles are favorites by two and a half? Uh, I think last time I looked, it was like two. So two, two and a half... Uh, here, let me like run through the Eagles schedule here to see like depending on where you look it is now Eagles favored by one and a half two. So the Eagles turned around week one uh, on your birthday and they beat a Lions team and at the time the Lions were I mean for a couple of weeks of the start of the season the Lions were the number one scoring offense but the worst defense in the league. The Eagles beat the Lions 38-35. Okay. It's opening weekend you know week one. The Eagles then uh, and that was on the road in Detroit. Then the Eagles go and beat the Vikings 24 to 7. All right. Like one by one, Rowdy, what do we think of this Lions team? Eagles beat the Lions. What do you think of this Lions team? Uh, Lions were, were, uh, I know they fringe, beat the Packers. Fringe playoff that got hot at the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. The first half, they were just sieves. Uh, Eagles beat the Vikings, at, you know, in Philadelphia. What do you think of this Vikings team? Vikings were quite fraudulent. Yeah. Arguably the most fraudulent playoff team. Eagles then go on to beat the Commanders 24-8. to Commanders weren't very good. And the Commanders had Carson Wentz, by the way, as the quarterback at that time, 24-8. Uh, to Then the Eagles go and beat the Jaguars 29-21. to Jaguars the first half of the season were pretty bad, too. Terrible. Then the Eagles go and beat the Cardinals 20-17. to Cardinals are, Cardinals are terrible. No good. They're terrible. Then the Eagles beat the Cowboys 26-17. to This is when Cooper Rush actually got his first loss as a starter. Again, I just said Cooper Rush was playing quarterback. What do we think of this? Uh, the rivalry, Eagles Cowboys. Eagles win twenty six seventeen. Cooper they, Rush. Yeah, you played Cooper Rush, which a lot of people want him to be a starter, but he's clearly been a backup his entire career. Yep, that was his first loss, but went four and one as a starter after that game. Then the Eagles would go beat the Steelers. Uh, this is when Kenny it went. To, <laughs> Kenny Pickett was one hundred ninety one yards and an interception. As the also, Kenny Pickett at the beginning of his starts at the year was not very good. Started picking up steam the second half of the season. Yeah. Eagles then go on to beat the Texans. Texans are the, the second worst team in the NFL. Could have been the worst team. Texans were statistically the worst team. <laughs> I know they didn't get the first pick, but they were bad. Yeah. Uh, then the Commanders would actually get a win. This is when Tyler Heineke would be put in as starter. They get a win over the Eagles 32-21. Commander's going to win. That was a Jalen Hurts quarterback game. I believe that was the only loss for the Eagles where Jalen Hurts played quarterback. Yeah, he threw one pick, two touchdowns, 175 yards. Jalen Hurts did. Uh, then the Eagles would go beat the Colts, 17-16. to The Colts were a mess. Terrible. The Eagles would then, we all know this as Packer fans, would beat the Packers 40-33. to That game... Packers weren't good. Packers stink. The Eagles then beat the Titans. Titans were a mess by the end of the year. Bad. Eagles would then go and beat the Giants, 48-22. The Giants are kind of what we thought they were, pretenders, right, Rowdy? 
Then they would go beat the Bears. Bears are the worst team in the NFL, by record-wise. Then the Eagles would uh, lose to the Cowboys. Cowboys would fall, or uh, Eagles would fall. Gardner Minshew was quarterback for the Eagles that game. Cooper, or uh, sorry, Dak Prescott back. Then the Saints would beat the Eagles 20-10. to 10, And then the Eagles would beat the Giants. So there is the regular season schedule. Now those last, those last couple games were the Giants B team. Mm-hmm. As Philly had to win the game to wrap up the East, Giants were playing for nothing. Yeah, and the two weeks before that, Philly was playing Gardner Minshew. Yep, and they lo- they also lost to the Saints. Who had what you get from that schedule is it was extremely easy, beyond easy. Not only was it easy, but they also played a lot of these teams at the right part of the season where well, they had no teams quarterbacks. like Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and some of these teams were playing. Poorly at the beginning of the year, yeah. Or teams like Tennessee that were playing poorly at the end of the year, yeah. And they're uh, facing teams that well, either were on their backup quarterbacks or quarterbacks that were just doomed from the start, like a Carson Wentz. This Eagles schedule, when you go back and look at it, they the what was their luck factor? And this then season, by the way, again, their first playoff game was against Daniel Jones He's, at yeah. home, and then they got yeah the mass unit of the Forty ers By the way. Uh, Brock Purdy, he did tear yeah, six months the out. ligament in his elbow. I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs in a huge way over the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I I know the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, but when I take a step back and look at it, what a what a fraudulent team to be in the Super Bowl. Now I think you can say two things though: fraudulent schedule, but I still think you can say the team is good. Yeah, no, yeah. They, I mean, they are a good team. They still have to go out there and but do are they? Perform. But are they? The the thing with I me is like, if you look at the two teams, one is more proven than the other. Yeah, the Eagles were good, who have they but faced? they they played a weak schedule. They had a lot of things line up and go their way. Who have they faced? What good team have they faced? The Cowboys twice, but only one of them was with Dak. Yeah, and the Cowboys, by the way, won that game with Dak Prescott. Lost with Cooper Rush. That's the only good team the Eagles played all year. I guess the Vikings maybe would be the second best team. I mean, the Eagles have a the Eagles have a really good offensive line. The Eagles have a pretty solid defense, especially in the pass game, and they can get after the quarterback. We talk like about they're they're solid pretty much everywhere, but like that's why I feel like you can say you can be good but you can also be unproven or untested where there wasn't much yeah. resistance this year. Like Kansas City, they've been there. They've done that. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have won a Super Bowl. Look at Mahomes did too. We did not talk enough about how great Patrick Mahomes looked against the Bengals on that gimpy angle, especially uh, him running at the end there before he got hit by a sigh. Patrick Mahomes is a winner. The Eagles are a benefactor of luck and luck. I just say luck and an easy schedule. Everything they did, Rowdy, was like happened to be just right at the right time catching another team off guard or another team down. Well, I also think the AFC, when you look at the whole of the AFC, Mm -hmm. had better teams than the NFC. Yeah. Like just Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati, I thought were probably three out of the top four teams in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. The AFC was a juggernaut. The NFC was, I mean, Look at the Eagles' path to the Super Bowl all season. Everything that could go in their favor went in their favor. And when they had a, a tough opponent in Dak and the Cowboys, they lost. Well, yesterday for the Razor's Edge, we did buy a half point and take Kansas City from two and a half up to three. So we're getting three with Kansas City. But my reasoning, I still feel like, is something that you would understand. Most people would understand. If you go from the top down, Andy Reid's been there, done that, won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Nick Sirianni has not. Nope. Andy Reid has been around the block a few times. Nick Sirianni's in his second year. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. He's played in a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has not played in a Super Bowl, has not won a Super Bowl. Unproven. Kansas City has had the harder schedule. Yeah. Kansas City had to fight through adversity. Yeah. Like you said, speaking of adversity, Patrick Mahomes on one leg. Yeah. Now I disagree with a lot of the calls down the stretch, but they <laughs> but found a way to win. Still had to do it. The Eagles had an easy path where, man, did not they only not they not only got the calls, 
but they had the injury bug yeah. going for them against San Francisco. Yeah. And especially when you look at some of the some of the statistics and some of the trends that go with the Super Bowl, like most of the time if you're trying to pick the winner against the spread in the Super Bowl, just pick the winner. Yeah. Just, because a lot of the times a lot of the times the spreads are so tight, like the one and a half as it is currently, or the two, <laughs> that normally it doesn't even come into play. So as long as you get the winner correct, you're probably going to be fine against the spread. That's why I like KC right away. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna see three again. I actually the reason why on Monday I bought the half point to get it to KC plus three, I don't think it ever goes to plus three by itself. And I actually think that by kickoff I think Kansas City's favorite. I just I agree with you. I just can't believe that Kansas City is a dog right now. I know it's close, but they're a dog. To when you go back and look at what the Eagles have done all year and how they got to the Super Bowl, it's like a cakewalk. It literally is like if you want to talk about the stars aligning perfectly for a, an easy path, this is it for the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, why can't we ever been gifted this as a Packers fan? Like or any other fan base, you got to be wondering why couldn't we be gifted the easiest schedule? And then you're playing against a, a terrible Giants team in the hospital squad of the Niners. Well, if you look at Kansas City, here's their schedule: they beat Arizona, they beat the Chargers. Chargers were a solid team. Yeah, they lost to Indianapolis at the beginning of the season. That's a bad L. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they beat Tampa Bay. They beat Vegas. They lost in a tight game to Buffalo. They beat San Francisco handedly. Yeah, big time. 44-23. They beat Tennessee in the middle of the year. OT. Before Tennessee fell apart. Yep. They beat Jacksonville right when... That that was the week before Jacksonville got hot. Mm -hmm. You beat the Chargers for a second time. Beat the Rams. Lost to Cincinnati in a close game. Beat Denver. Beat Houston. Beat Seattle. Beat Denver. Beat uh, Las Vegas. So nothing super tough. Once you got past that December 4th game against Cincinnati. Definitely tougher than the Eagles schedule. But then in the postseason, you beat Jacksonville for the second straight time when they were playing better football. You avenged your Cincinnati loss. Yep. The one glaring bad loss for the Kansas City Chiefs was Indianapolis. Like they took care of business against everybody in the regular season, but Indy, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't think anybody would argue that Buffalo and Cincinnati were two out of the top five teams in the NFL. <laughs> and then you avenge the one loss against Cincinnati. Yeah. In Burrowhead. And, oh, by the way, outside of that regular season loss to Buffalo, Kansas City has absolutely owned Buffalo the last two, three years. Indeed. This is, uh, I'm taking the Chiefs big time. Kansas City, outside of Buffalo being favored for most of the season until... Uh, around Christmas time where the Chiefs had overtaken them for the top seed in the uh, AFC and the team that would most likely be the number one seed. They had Buffalo had been the favorite for most of the season. The Chiefs since we'll say about Christmas have been the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Now out of nowhere, the Eagles who had a lighter path, less resistance seems like everything lined up is now the favorite again. Give me the Chiefs. I'm already. I'm feeling it. I, you know, I was thinking about you and Ben bitching at each other back and forth yesterday, uh, chuckling about it in my head. Then I was thinking, I'm going to go really look into the Eagles' path here. Wow, is it uh, easy? Nah, I don't want to see fraudulent because we'll see what happens. But my God, easy, Rowdy. Could you imagine though if the Packers got to like a NFC Championship game and the 49ers looked like that? Oh, we- or. The Atlanta Falcons looked like that. We would be in the Super Bowl. We would be licking our chops in the Super Bowl. I just thought it was hilarious because Ben was on the Bill Michaels show last Friday. Yeah. Talking about how he didn't want this one game to define Jalen Hurts. <laughs> so the funny part was when he was arguing it was, I don't want Brock Purdy to come in and play like in less than 10 games have a really good team around him, come in and win an ugly game, and everyone thinks he's the next Joe Montana. And then on the flip side, I don't want to see Jalen Hurts play one bad game and some guys let him down and they lose a close one to a really good 49ers team. And then everyone says Jalen Hurts isn't a quarterback and stinks in the postseason. It's such a small sample Who's that size. sound like? 
Who's that sound like, Rowdy? What, what, what quarterback did he just describe without realizing it? Well, the thing that I laughed at is, you know, Aaron Rodgers has played like 25 plus playoff games yeah, and like four or five have been bad. Yeah. So like roughly one out of every five playoff games for Aaron Rodgers has been bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's not but, let's not look at a small sample size. Aaron Rodgers has been around for 15 plus years <laughs> and it's played, you know, 25, 30 playoff games. Let's not look at the four or five bad ones. Hey, I know. If his defense, you know, gives him some big plays and some other players around him don't step up, I don't want Jalen Hurts defined by his ineptitude of, or his teammates' ineptitude. But hey, Aaron Rodgers is a playoff choker. That was you can go you can go uh, go find that on the archives. Hilarious! I heard that with my own ears. That's funny. Love to talk about it coming up. RJ, um, do we uh, hold out hope for the uh, NCAA tournament or do we go full on embrace of the NIT? Badgers to NIT. There's a shirt hanging in the other studio. I might have to put it on to fully commit here. What are we thinking? Badgers lost six to seven. They're spiraling right now. It's not looking the greatest. Uh, he, who, <laughs> what do they got? Ohio State coming up. Ohio State, not good. Badgers, though, uh, face them. I do believe that's on the road, correct? And Ohio State's pretty yeah, decent. Ohio at home State though. is always better at home. And it's a team that I wouldn't say they're not good because they're talented. It's. Um, they're just very up and down. Like yeah. if they play a, a good game, they could they could blow Wisconsin out. Yeah, uh, Wisconsin. If, if they play a bad game, Wisconsin still probably wins by five. Wisconsin's been it's been it's been uh, snowballing. <laughs> it's been snowballing lately for the Badgers, and not a good way. I yeah, say that because I don't think Wisconsin can beat anybody by ten outside of like Minnesota. No, I don't know. No. So RJ uh, Nelly, are we uh, in full on embracement of the NIT? No, no, absolutely. We not. still hanging on hope, hanging no. on hope for the March Madness tournament. No, you can you can wait until it's always act, March Madness or bust. Have to be and, until until it's the March Madness is, tournament is dead and buried. We no, 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 no. It's always NCAA tournament or bust. And at the time that they get eliminated from the NCAA tournament, it's officially Brewer season. <laughs> is that how it works? Yes. I want to see the ba- I yes. want to see the Badgers. That's how it works. Continue to play though to see how it, it, it goes. Do you? I do. I do. I do love watching Badger basketball, despite it being very painful at times. But boys, there is also this: if it the NIT tournament doesn't work out, so if the NIT doesn't select you, then you must be selected and willing to pay fifty thousand dollars if you want to play in the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational. You don't see too many Power Five conferences playing in the CBI. Do you think it's because Wisconsin's like, we don't pay to play. Yeah, People pay us to play. Most of those, most of the big schools aren't going to pay to play. Yeah, you have to, first of all, be invited to the CBI. Hey, there and are then a couple other 000. small ones. But don't you have to pay for those too? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I love the this. CIT. The CBI selects 16 teams that are not selected for the NCAA tournament or the NIT and who are willing to pay a $50,000 entry fee. Yeah. If I'm Chris McIntosh, uh, Greg Garden, the, the Badgers, I'm like, you know, I'm not paying for $50,000 to play in some bunk-ass tournament. That's not happening. The NIT, though, the Badgers, boys, like it or not, uh, the Badgers would go to the NIT and perform. We, we would watch them. I, I would watch them anyways. But March Madness, when's the last time we saw NIT for the Badgers? That was celebrated once a long time ago, many moons ago, if you remember correctly, RJ. Yeah. People lined up for tickets. Hey, the NIT used to be a bigger tournament than uh, the college basketball, March Madness. That's when old-timers had to walk up the hill both ways to go to school. That was probably back when Wisconsin basketball was winning the national championship. (laughs) (laughs) And they played a nickel for a, a soda pop. Yeah. All right, so, Rowdy. I wanted to, uh, well, what I want to get to first, the sign you saw or uh, let's do the recruits. We'll save the sign for a little bit. So, Rowdy, you were doing a little deep dive on the Wisconsin Badger uh, team here and the recruits and people staying and possibly going. Okay, so if you look at the roster, the entire roster could potentially come back. You have two guys that are seniors on this team, Jacoby Neath and Tyler Wall both of which are fourth year seniors and they were both obviously in college during COVID. So they, they both would get next season as a COVID year if they would like to use it. Now, Jacoby Neath, probably a guy that might be interested in using it since he's a guy that, you know, he didn't really play a ton and now he's been injured. And then Tyler Waltz, it's probably for 
him at this point, do you want to play at Wisconsin another year? Would you want to go play overseas? Like, what do you want to do? But in theory, this entire roster could be back next season. But then you look at what do they have coming in? Because I think most people would say this entire roster returning. Do you really feel that great that this can be a team that maybe they finish ninth or 10th in the big 10 this year? Do you really have a lot of confidence that this team could come back as is next year and finish top five, top four? Yeah, probably not. But what they have coming in are currently three players in the 2023 class, all of which, depending on what you're looking at, whether it be rivals 24 seven or whatever, Gus Bus, Gus Yeldon yes. is the center that is 6'9", 240. He is a four-star in every single... Um, Get on the bus. Let's ride, baby. Every, every single publication has Gus Yeldon as a four-star. And then depending on where you look, Nolan Winter, who is a power forward, <laughs> and John Blackwell, who is a guard... They are anywhere between high three stars and four stars, depending on the publication. So all pretty good players, all about top 200 prospects in the country coming out of high school. Now, now Gus, we Yeldon, see them right away. Yeah, Gus Yeldon will be a 6'9", 240-pound center. <sighs> oh, yeah, baby. Nolan Winters coming from Lakeville, Minnesota, where they got Tyler Wall, where they got Nate Reavers. He is a 6'10", Ooh. 190, so quite real thin. And then John Blackwell is a guard out of Michigan who's 6'3", 175. So all of them... Gus Buzz. On paper, this is a pretty decent recruiting class for Wisconsin. 39th ranked in the country. Two big men. You desperately need big men. But are they going to be ready? That's the question. Because next year, you will have Crowell being a four-year. You will have Tyler Wall potentially being a fifth year. If he's yeah, if he's back. And then it it it's Carter Gilmore who will be a fourth-year senior. Your favorite. It'll be Marcus Ilvers who would be a, what, third year sophomore hopefully got a little thicker and then you would have uh chris hodges who would also be a third year sophomore Mm -hmm. hodges isn't playing a ton no marcus silvers really hasn't been playing a ton except for the handful of games that wall has missed with injury yeah he needs to get bigger i don't know if if anybody in the badgers program would feel comfortable having hodges or Ilvers being your number two next As of year. Right now, no. didn't yeah. come back. As of right now, no, no, no. Now, just looking, just looking at far. the Gus Yeldon at six nine two forty. Now he's playing high schoolers, but he has the build oh, and, yeah. and he's the, thick. the thickness thick to come in and play at a higher level than maybe Marcus Ilver could. Who was rail thin? Dude, I was watching some of his AAU tape and stuff. He that dude balls hard. Well, the kid looks like he's, <laughs> he rules. He looks like the chunky kid that wore like the sleeves under like the basketball jersey. Oh, yeah. But man, he's the he, kid that wears the shirt in the pool. Man, he played some of the top uh, high school basketball teams in the country and was playing extremely well. Dude, it doesn't look like he'd be a big time baller, but hopefully he becomes a Badgers Hall of Famer. I just saw. Uh, I just that was a little ice cube. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> nice, Rowdy, the ice cube. Hey, you may be, you may be a baller, but I'm a Hall of Famer. I I just Gus Yeldon. I am stoked for the Gus Bus dude. The question though is the big one, right, Rowdy? Will he play? And will they be ready? Yeah, because Marcus Silver's got to put on weight. Clearly, mm-hmm. I think also become more aggressive. Chris Hodges, I feel like, needs to pick up skills. He's he's clearly thick enough to play at this level at the weight that he's at, but he needs. It, it's almost like he needs more on court awareness and skill. He's, Ilver, Nick- Ilver seems <sighs> like he's got the skill with the jump shot and the handles. He's just rail thin, and I feel like you look at these recruits coming in next year. Nolan Winter looks like maybe he could turn into a Tyler Wall or somebody like that. But again, at 6'10", 190, that's real thin. That's yeah. that's Marcus Ilver's thin like the last couple of years. Dude, he's not going to be able to come in and, and bang in the Big Ten big stage. I'm reading a little a Bucky's fifth quarter <laughs> article here, and apparently Gus Yeldon's other nickname is Baby Jokic. Sure. I'll th- 
This dude rules just by nicknames alone. But Toss, I feel like Toss, don't, baby you know, don't you think he's no. going to have to come in and play some significant minutes if if he can? Yes. To, to be that good? Yes. Because don't you think that on paper, we know what Carter Gilmore is. He's, he's a guy that's like 10 to he's a minutes. guy that's from Arrowhead for, you know, in-state guy. He's going to work his butt off. Not the most talented. Obviously doesn't have a jumper. And he is what he is. Yeah, Yeldon can go bang on low, and he, he also can drill threes. Marcus Marcus Silver's got to continue to put on weight. Mm-hmm. Chris Hodges does he ever develop the skills? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Yeldon can hit the three. Can bang down low. The question is, you know, he's a freshman. I think he has year. to come in next year and and play well, and at least you know, maybe 15 minutes a game and bring them some scoring or passing. Yeah. If they really think this team's going to go to well, the here's next a, level. Here's another question. Many people uh, wondering, I now, speaking of freshmen, will Connor a siege and transfer? That, that was a question that's, that's a question been asked. That's been out there. Will a siege and I quote, I've seen the, is Connor a siege too good for this team? Will he transfer? I've seen the scuttlebutt when the Wisconsin spiraling. Will a siege transfer out of the program? That would be a huge blow. Man, it's, it's always great when you hit a skid and it immediately transfer, transfer, turns transfer, transfer. in. Oh my God, they're transferring! Yeah. When when the only ma- major Division One program to offer him is giving him a shot to play, he's going to transfer. I, uh, that's the immediate decision on where we're going. I mean, this is where the college sports has turned. Like, people are like, they're going to get stuff. They're just going to transfer. Well, what if they actually like it here and want to stick it out? Yeah. Crazy do we see many? Because they believed in them and made them a starter. Do we see many of the guys on this roster being able to grow and get better? The Seijin. Connor Seijin. I actually do think if Kamari McGee got some more run, yeah. he could become better. Yeah, he I mean, so like you look minutes. at him when he was at Green Bay. He was... That's he what was, I'm saying. He was Green Bay. Yeah. He was their best player. He was player. like three minutes. He was a, wasn't he on the All-Horizon, one of the All-Horizon yeah. yeah. teams? I feel like if he got more run, could maybe grow. I'm out on Isaac Lindsley. I, I think Max <laughs> I Kles- don't think anybody was in. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. I think Max Klesman no yeah. probably is what he is at this point. You know, a solid defender and a guy that can come in, hustle, and knock down some shots. Yeah, he's like your your go guy, you yeah. know? You can put him on the court, and you get what you expect from him. Like you said, solid defense and good play. Like, he's not he's not going to be your focal point. Um, that's Yeah, that's more of a guy you brought in for his defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think Jordan Davis kind of is what he is. So, I, think, I think some of these guys kind of... Are what they are at this but point, but I think a season. I think a season can grow. Totally, no. I think McGee could get better. Mm-hmm. I think um, when just looking at the roster, I think uh, clearly Marcus Ilver because the kid can hit some shots. Yeah, he's got to get some th- thickness to I, it. I think he could grow, but then I, it almost just comes down to how much better is Chucky Hepburn, Connor Asijin, mm-hmm. Stephen Crowell, like your. The guys that you rely yeah, on your, every single guys, game to yeah. get better, because I'll be honest, Have they plateaued. the more I look at this recruiting class yet yeah, might be good on paper, but how many guys at Wisconsin come in and play as freshmen and really, really impact the team? Like it looks like for this roster, especially if Tyler wall doesn't play <laughs> like if I'm Greg guard, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure Tyler wall comes back and totally. that fifth year. Oh yeah. Because totally. if wall doesn't come back, you have you're, not a wall, yeah, you're, you're desperate. but a huge hole. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I will right, we'll get into more of uh, some NIL stuff. First, I uh, see foot lines blown up. Line one, good morning. Terry for the north side. There he is, Terry! Yes. Nelson, did you compare me to Charlie? No. 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 Oh, okay. I said what we needed you to call in. I'm turning on the booze bottle signal in the sky, Terry, for you to call oh, in. I love the booze bottle, trust me. Guys, I hear everything you're talking about. I listen to you every day. Thank you. I don't care about... All the stuff you're talking about, <laughs> if you're not learning to talk, shoot the ball. Oh, you're in the rotation thing. Look at the ball. There's no rotation on it. You can yak about everything you're yakking about. <laughs> That's the reason of why the ball comes off the rim. Like right, Thursday, Thursday, Terry, against Ohio State, the first thing I'm watching for is when Wisconsin, the first shot, the rotation on the ball, when it comes, comes out the Look hand of Isaiah, like Tyler you know Wall. Look at it. And I do not know what balls each team uses. Does it it's, a, it's, a, it's a basketball. Wisconsin at home games uses the brand The Rock. So maybe that's and, the problem. And what, it, what, what, what does everybody else use? Usually probably like Spalding or something. <laughs> a different ball. Yeah, the home the home home team gets to decide what ball they use, so. Yeah. 
But, I mean, they're all different, right? Terry, what about this for an old man take? I think Greg Gard should go out there. The Wisconsin, the University of yeah, the University of Wisconsin should buy a bunch of the NBA sponsored. It was it Spalding these days. I think I think Badgers use sure. Wilson. Whatever, whatever the NBA uses for a ball, and he throws them all out at practice. He goes until you guys start to make shots and play better. This is the closest you'll ever get to NBA ball. <laughs> it's not about making them. Look at the rotation again, Nelson. Damn it! I Damn it, Nelson. Look at the rotation. The, the ball is like a knuckleball. Every time Wisconsin shoots the ball, it's like a knuckleball. There's no rotation. There's no touch. No. Now, by the way, they use a there Wilson. No they use a Wilson no ball, touch. Terry. Wilson now. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures they used uh, from, from Saturday. It's a Wilson ball, like Tom Cruise and uh, Castaway. Wilson. Well, they need to find a ball that someone can teach them how to get a touch. I, I feel like at, at this point, Terry. Hey, RJ if, just looked up Klisman's first three, and was it rotating? It was rotating. Interesting. If Yeah, if you can't shoot and the ball's not rotating, I just don't think the sports, you're cut out for it. I think your, star, your, your, your stars are off. Nine, yeah, 19 to 23 years old. If you're old. a three or four star and your ball isn't rotating with leaves your hand, you probably should be a one star. Go talk to I Tim Wakefield and become Illinois. a knuckleballer. I watched the game against Illinois, and I watched him with, in the paint. How many bricks were shot with no rotation, yeah. and the ball would hit the rim and bounce off. When I hit the rim and bounce off. Of course, I was going for Illinois also. <laughs> oh, the you truth know, comes I'm out, Terry. Yeah, of course, Illinois is not very good. No, they're not. You know, this is the problem with Wisconsin. Yeah. They're not There's no rotation properly, and this is coaching. Hey, Terry, um, there's actually a, a good band called The Rotation. I know the guy that plays the saxophone. Oh, yeah. a great great yeah, band. We're, yeah. we're going to have them open up for the Badgers, The Rotation, and hopefully they can inspire the Badgers, put a little rotation on their ball. If they can shoot the ball, yeah. Yeah. Well, Terry, we love you, buddy. Thanks for calling back in. We, we love you guys too, but goddamn, look at the take a look. At I'm the telling shot. you, Sat Thursday against Ohio State. I'm watching no adamantly. On I'm, I'm watching right away, Terry, to see if the ball rotates or not. All right. Yeah. All well, right. you should have been watching all along, Evo. Well, I have been. I just, I, I just never noticed the ball not rotating. So it's simple. That's why it comes off the rim so hard. Okay. We love you, There's Terry. No, love you, Go Cubs. Bye. <laughs> no, I'll be honest. If Greg Gard is recruiting players that can't shoot the ball. Well, now, is better. it is it on Greg Gard to improve their shot? Yes. But he's teaching if, him the knuckleball. If, clearly. If they can't <laughs> shoot by themselves at age 19 and figure out a way where it goes in the majority of the time, yeah. I don't know if they should be recruited in, in the sports for them. I, also, I feel like at this point, yeah. you got to kind of know how to shoot. Like, I'm still on guard side, but I agree. <laughs> if, if Gardo is recruiting players out of high school that have no rotation on their shots, then you probably should be let go. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that is either. But, um, but yeah, we all are in agreement. I I understand. Don't guard, recruit players. Guard's got to recruit the best players, and guards got to improve shots. And you know, if you see a guy that can improve their shots, Carter or whatever, Gilmore, two for two on rotation. But, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, if they don't have rotation and they're 19 years old, yeah. why are they playing college basketball? Yeah. Uh, Terry, we we are now getting uh, mentions that we I should cut you off of your phone calls. Uh, I'll say that I will never cut Terry off or anyone. <laughs> Uh, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. What's your take on Eagles and uh, Chiefs coming here in the Super Bowl? Good morning, by the way. Good morning, by the way. Let's get right down to business. It's, it's Monday after the conference championship games or Tuesday after. Let's get down to business. Yeah. Uh, Evo, you're, you're 95% right about everything I've, I've heard you say. The Eagles are not frauds. The Eagles are really good. So the, the, the fraud, the Vikings were frauds. They were fraud teams. I'm not going to say frauds about the Eagles. The Eagles, here's what happened. For 10 years. I've watched the Packers try to climb the mountain, try to scale the summit, right, with their hiking boots and their like. They've been trying. They come up short, and they say, "All right, next year we'll try." And I've been watching the Packers try to climb the mountain. The Eagles took the the chairlift. They just hopped up yeah. and rode to the top. Thought, that's great. how they got to in it. college, you know, uh, or high school, even group projects. Like the Packers, yeah. the Packers are the kid that puts in ninety five percent of the work, and then the one mm-hmm. schlep, the one schlep. Mm-hmm. Uh, will bring them down somehow and not participate at all and like sabotage it from the A you're getting. Or, or yep. this is for the Eagles. The Eagles are the schlep, the kid who literally did nothing besides write his name on the paper and was given the A. That's, I think that's what it is. I mean, over the, the, the last 10 years, as we've watched the Packers try to get to a Super Bowl, the Packers' best team was maybe 2014. The team was really good. Uh, the Packers were really good in 2020. 
they were the two seed in 2014, and their gift was playing maybe the greatest defense of, of this generation of the NFL, the Legion of Boom. Nice. That, that was cool. That was fun. Uh, 2020, uh, they got the one seed. Oh, the Eagles, they earned the one seed. They earned these opponents. Well, the Packers in 2020 earned the one seed. Do you know what their prize was? Their, their, their treatment was getting to host Tom Brady at Lambeau Field with no fans. Yeah, that, that was their one seed experience. The Eagles, look, the Eagles are unreal. That team is super good. But they picked the best year in the world to be really good because there's nobody in the NFC. The NFC is terrible. Yeah. Is there a good team in the NFL? Yeah. I think yeah, they're all in the AFC. Yeah, I was say they reside in the AFC. Yeah, um, way too early. Like, way too early Super Bowl prediction: Chiefs or Eagles? Uh, man, I don't know. Chiefs. The, the Chiefs, their roster's not as good, but they they do the the things that could combat the Eagles well. Like their pass rush is really good, and Jalen Hurts is really influenced by the blitz just about as much as any other quarterback in football. So I, I don't know. It's only Tuesday, Evo. Let's, let's, you know, let's not jump right into the Super Bowl preview yet. I haven't thought about it too much. That's why I said way too early, but anyways. All right, so. That's man. true. That is true. Good qualifier. You're right. That's on me. That's me. I'm going Chiefs, man. Uh, I will I will, I will. will take the slings and arrows of having to see Jackson and Brittany Mahomes shoved in my face. I will go with Chiefs. Grant, this is where you figure out your pivot. You take one team now. By the end of the week, you take okay. the other team. And then by oh. up to the Super Bowl, you take the team you actually think. And then you can sit on the fence and say, see, I told you that team would win. And then you'll be hosting <laughs> an early it. afternoon show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, dude, I get more time to craft what, whatever BS I'm going to pitch starting at 4 p.m. I get a couple extra hours compared to you guys. So that, that helps. Yeah. I need it. Uh, Grant, uh, speaking of uh, need... No, yeah. the Badger basketball team really needs a win. Where do we stand quick on the uh, the fire guard gauge? Uh, spelled correctly now, good on the graphics department. Where do we stand on the fire guard gauge right now for uh, uh, the, the Wisconsin fan base out there? I Because I know you have the gauge. Well, first of all, I, the, the gauge speaks for the masses. I, I, I want to be very clear. Um, yeah, you're just it, reading it, the, the not, temperature of the room. Yeah, I'm, I'm straw-polling Badgers fandom, and I'm speaking for them. When, when I post the Greg Gard gauge, it's not my opinion no, of yeah, Greg Gard, the, but the yes. opinion of the fandom. Yes. I, man, it's, it's tough right now. Luke Fickle's making it tough on our guy, Gardo. I, Luke Fickle came in and, and just made it look really easy. Uh, again, we talk about climbing mountains, right? This isn't a great analogy. Mm-hmm. Brett, you know, uh, uh, Greg Gard is climbing the mountain. He's working hard for every two, three-star recruit. Uh, developing these guys and trying to turn them into something. And then Luke Fickle comes in, and he just jumps on the, the chairlift, goes right to the top of the recruiting mountain. No, I'm just going to get him in the transfer portal. Yeah. I'm not, this doesn't need to be hard. And I think a lot of people have seen that. But I don't know. This team just – I think the worst thing about this Badgers team is they just are so easy to defend, and it makes them really hard to watch because teams just come in, they blitz the ball, they send double teams, and they force the batters to either make shots or make plays with their athleticism, and they can't do either. And it's made the last two weeks really brutal, even since Tyler Wall's come back. Have you been skiing a lot lately, by the way? Uh, a lot of no, chairlift analogies I today. Well, I'm just curious. I, 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 went a couple, I went a couple weeks ago. I, I like the chairlift analogy. I also like the I like analogy it. of, uh, I, used, I used this yesterday, of when y'all had to take the same class in college or in high y'all? school. Y'all? Why'd you say y'all? I didn't mean to. When, when you all, when, you're, when okay. your whole friend group had to take a, a, a class in college, like everyone had to take psychology or everyone had to take <laughs> chemistry, and there was one professor that was 10 times harder than the other one, and it's like, hey, we all passed chemistry. It's like, well, no, I, I passed chemistry with a really hard professor. You, you know, slept through the semester. That's the Eagles making their Super Bowl compared to yes, say what yes. the Packers did. In 2010, oh. or, or what other teams have accomplished? I mean, nice. is, I, I wake up this morning, I'm like, oh yeah, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. That's how easy this was. How lame, just terrible. It's, Sorry to bring it back to football. No, you're right though. I'm kind of sick about it, to be honest with you. Like, I, I feel like I've been cheated out of. The more I think about it, the more I feel like I'm getting cheated out of a good Super Bowl. It just, it feels wrong. It feels dirty. I, I so I feel like I was cheated out of a good postseason. The Eagles are great. I guess I just would have liked to see them play another great team at any point. Because, hey, call me old-fashioned, but that's how the NFL playoffs used to work. You had more than one great team in each conference, and at some point, one great team would have to play another great Maybe team. Maybe it's like a like bell curve. Team. I feel like it's grading on a bell curve. Like, a lot of the guys, like the really good students raised the, the average grade, and the kids celebrating left at the end who just, like, passed because of it is the Eagles. Like, they're in the middle. All right, I'll ask you both a question. It's now the end of the season. We have one game left. They call it the Super Bowl. 
the big game. We look back at what Tom, <laughs> we look back at what Tom Brady said at the beginning of the year. Was it a lot of bad teams or was it parody? I just don't think there's a really good. There are a lot of bad teams out there. Yeah, I think it's just the AFC's got some good teams, and the NFC just kind of yeah. is milk toast. Well, I think I think the NFC is dealing with what the AFC dealt with a couple of years ago. Like all of the the great quarterbacks that were in the NFC forever are aging out. Like Breeze aged out, Rodgers is aging out, Brady's aging out for the second time. He did it first in the AFC, and there's this vacuum. Right, like, and all of these teams, these bad teams in the NFC, are waiting to get their next quarterback. In the AFC, all those teams got the quarterback. The Eagles, I give the Eagles all the credit in the world. Like Howie Roseman did a great job. I give zero credit to Nick Sirianni, that fake tough guy hat with an overbite who pulls his beanie down over his eyebrow. Hell yeah, moron. Yeah, yeah. I give him no credit. He stutters on the podium, can't even talk. Right. Yeah, I see everyone on Twitter. Give next year great in-game coaching. Oh, what to slide one all-star player over and move this all-star player over to this side? Like, yeah, good yeah. coaching of your yeah, Pro Bowl him, team. Him, Grant, and we but, agree. Yeah, Any Grant. fourth yeah. and short yeah. where you get to push the quarterback, hate it. Well, yeah, I mean, the rule well, needs again, to change. I guess I prefer my quarterback if they're going to make the Super Bowl at some point to complete a pass. Yeah. And I've watched Jalen Hurts the last two weeks throw balls into the dirt, yeah. throw balls over Javante Smith's hat. Again, all the respect in the world to the league. I'm not anti-Eagles. People think I'm, I'm being anti-Eagles on my show. No, 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 no. I, I guess I, again, I, I just would have liked to see the Eagles challenged in one way or another because I thought that's how the NFL playoffs were supposed to work. Yeah. Unless things change. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe Roger Goodell changed things this year, and if I missed that, that's on me. Like, yeah. We're not anti-Eagles. We're anti-Philadelphia. <laughs> Hey Grant, what if Ben's Phillies and his Eagles lose at the finish line? Be incredible. That'd be awesome. I'd love it. It'd be exactly what you were rooting for with the Brewers. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, Grant. I'm here for that. I'm here for the Phillies. I'm here for the Phillies to lose in the World Series. I'm here for the Eagles to lose in the Super Bowl. I'm here for the Philadelphia Union to lose in the MLS Cup. I'm here for then just playing in that league is a loss. And I'm gonna Flyers. Whatever, uh, sure. And then Ben, or uh, uh, I'm here for Ben's pain. But Grant, real quick, I and someone said this yesterday too. They want to see the 76ers lose in the championship, but that means the that would be the Bucks not making it to the championship. Wow. How, are we, how are we feeling about the? I'm not ready for that yet because I want to see the Bucks win. They're are literally our only hope. But Grant, are the Bucks going to trade? Um, uh, are they going to have a trade coming up here with uh, to get Crowder? Did I see it was Jordan, Nora, Serge Ibaka, George Hill, and some a, a couple second-round picks? Is this going to happen? First. <laughs> First of all, if the Sixers make the finals, that means Joel Embiid has to get to the conference finals and without losing and crying. We all know that. Yeah, he's happen. a big crybaby. We, we can forget about that. Um, uh, the Bucks, yeah, I think they probably will. I think they'll probably trade George Hill and Warren picks for Jay Crowder, and they probably should. Um He'll be nice. He'll be fine. He's not going to be some earth-shattering difference maker. The Bucks actually look okay right now. Yeah. Chris Middleton getting a little healthier. Joe Ingles making some plays. Yeah. Pat Compton and Grace Nowen hitting some threes. They have some nice mojo right now for the end of January, which is what really matters at this point in the season. It's all about having me. mojo, baby. Mojo. 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 A grant. A beautiful segment, by the way. I'm glad we could come together on the Philadelphia thing. That's It's nice to have an would. agreement of a take here. I love it, Grant. Now, what's coming up tonight on the Wisco Sports Show, my friend? Three. Well, I had listeners tell me last night that I was complaining about the Eagles too much, so I probably got to back off that. Was it just Ben Kenny listening? Want. Yeah, but Ben, I, look, Ben is just soaking it all in right now. Were you talking too much? for his Eagles. He's enjoying it all. Were you talking too much and not letting callers call in? Yeah, have you let Terry call in yet? <laughs> I took a lot of calls yesterday. <laughs> if Terry would have called, he would have got on. There was, there was I think it was passed out by then. Yeah, probably. He thinks he's calling in. No, he said it was busy. (laughs) Hey, Grant, we love you, man. And F the Eagles, you're right. All right, Rowdy, some of um, your your gang, I would say, or your your firm. Oh, we're growing by the day. There's more people are jumping on now. Thick Cheddar on Twitch. And he even came with a name. He wanted to see if it was okay with you. Now, you've heard of Antifa, right? You've heard of that? Oh, yeah. He says this is Fantifa. F-A-N-T-I-P-H-A. It stands for Fans Against Neanderthal, Toothless, Insensual, Philly, Homer, A-Holes. <laughs> and it, it would be Fantifa. 
Was that, is that too long? Is that too wordy? It's a little wordy, and I don't know if I want to be associated in close proximity with Antifa. So no, no, no to Fantifa. Yeah, too close. So you like because we could catch strays. And what was yours? It was I don't uh, want to catch strays. Yours was a. APF anti Philly firm. Yeah. yeah, just simple anti simple anti Philly firm. And are you opposed we, to we, the socks with locks on it? Is that too harsh? Not, not opposed. <laughs> <laughs> just we're not opposed to it. It's just a little, just a little, a little harsh. Okay. What about instead of locks, bars of soap in the socks. batteries? Santa's well, okay. batteries. Well, that fits the Philly narrative because Philly fans throw batteries at Santa. Santa. Therefore, you give them a taste of their own medicine. And it won't be a sock. It'll be a socking. <laughs> it's the stocking. It's, it's like the Christmas thing. <laughs> I'm loving what we're going, what we got going on here. I, I feel like I'm in. I feel like I'm in, but I'm not, I'm not to the violent side yet. Like, I have, you know, I am on Mad Max 2. Yeah, so Rowdy watched. Now you've watched Mad Max one, Fury Road, one with Mel Gibson from '79. Huge thumbs down. Terrible movie. It's boring. It's it sets. It's a setter upper. Um, but Mad Max Road Warrior. Now that's a movie. The one with Tom. Uh, Tom Hardy. Fury Road. Yeah, Tom, he, that one. I saw parts of it. That one's it was badass. Pretty dude. decent. That one's sick. I need to watch it all the way through. It's a badass movie. I and need then, to watch. What is the what is the? There's Road Warrior, then there's Thunderdome. No, 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 there's a. Do, is it a? Do, someone told me about this. I can't remember the who Mad it Max was. documentary. No, 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 no. It's unfolding it's about, in front of our it's eyes. A European uh, firms. It's uh, a Green documentary. Street, Green Street Hooligans. I had a professor. I have a, the book. You want to read it? It's a real. It's it's a real book. It's like a fiction book, a nonfiction book. There was a professor I had in college that said there was like a documentary that was really good. So there's a there's the book which is real which is real. And then there's a movie starring Tobey Maguire who like portrays the guy in the book that goes into the soccer football, European football, soccer. Maybe that's the firm. next watch. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I didn't know. I need to know. Do you what the book? I'm, I, the I book. need to know what I'm doing. Do you want to read the book? It's really good. I'll pass. I'm on another book. I'm not into watching, reading. I'm into watching. Watching movies here. I already have a book that I'm reading. <laughs> we can have more than one I book. I don't read multiple books at a time. Those people are psychos. You can read more than one book. Do you know people book. like that? That read like That are juggling like multiple books at multiple one time? Multiple books at a time? I will say when I read, I read one at a time. They say people that drink black coffee are psychopaths. Mm, people that, that read multiple books at one time are psychopaths. Ah, some good black coffee. No, but I read my books one at a, one at a time. Like, okay. How can you keep them both straight if you're reading them both off and on? It's like <laughs> taking Spanish and German. You're going to start mixing languages. Some people are just can, can do it. I don't think I'm one of them, though. I don't, I've never yeah, tried. Psychopaths. I've never read two books at the same time. That's what I'm saying. Neither have I. Has anyone out there read two books at one time? Six or eight, three, two, one, six, There are real people that do that. Geniuses? Madmen? People fit for straight jackets? I have no idea. I read books one at a time. So you do not want Green Street Hooligans the book because you're already reading another book, but Correct. you will watch the movie. But I'll watch the movie because I can I'm not reading while I'm watching a movie. <laughs> what if the subtitles are on? Now I wish there were <laughs> subtitles for All Quiet at the Western Front. Well you don't know. I thought you knew some German. Yeah, every 10, 15 words I knew a word. <laughs> All right. So two years don't go that far. All right, we'll do the razor's edge. Rowdy will make you can make multiple bets at one time, though, can't you? My oh, that's 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 easy. easy. That's easy. That's easy right there. All right, we'll uh, do the razor's edge coming up here. Oh yeah, Green Street Hooligans, great movie. That's where the APF, the anti-Philly firm, is inspired from, because every English Premier League team and most European soccer clubs have a firm. They're basically a, a gang. And they go on beating the hell out of the other gangs of their opposing team. And they do some wild stuff. It's true. It's real. You can look it up. <laughs> it is real. It's wild, too. And in the in the Green Sheet Hooligans book, their firm, they'll take steel-tip darts to the match. And then they'll throw the steel-tip darts well, into was, the opposing fans' firm. There was... How would you like to that? I'm trying to watch some soccer. there someone at, like, a World Cup or Euros? Not... Too, throw flares yeah, on not them. too long ago that were like doing stuff like that to the other teams yeah. fans. Yeah, dude. I, They're wild that boys. That was like within the last like five, ten years. They like meet outside of like the football stadium and just beat the hell out of each other. It's wild. It's like, it's like gangs of New York, but for soccer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, did I say who did I say? Green Street Hooligans? Yeah, Elijah Wood. Who did I she say? She said Toby McGuire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, 
the same. Frodo versus Spider-Man. Yeah, it's, sorry, it's Elijah Wood. Toby Maguire, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, Toby Maguire. It's the same thing. They're the same skinny dweeb. One happened to be Frodo and um, Peter Parker. What was I think you're Wood? off on this. What was Elijah Wood? Besides in Green Street Hooligans. I think Elijah Wood is closer to Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter? Yeah, they're both English. Hmm. I don't think Elijah Wood's English. I think he's American. I think he's English. I think he's... I think he's... He might be American. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's confusing. One Frodo, one Peter Parker. They're just little dweebs. I think they're both American. He was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. <laughs> well, Elijah Wood? Yeah. <laughs> that ain't English. That ain't English. Rowdy. All right. Maybe it was just the Frodo gig. <laughs> <laughs> the Hobbit thing threw you off? <laughs> yeah. Be eating all the, all the taters. And the <laughs> hey, Rowdy, the razor's edge. We'll leave Elijah Wood and Toby McGuire be. At least I was right with Daniel Radcliffe. Is he, from the UK? He's English, right? Yes. Is he? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is. I just checked. He is. He's five five. Daniel Radcliffe is five five. Harry Potter's Please, five. Harry Potter. I had no idea. I thought he was taller than that. Anyways, the razor's edge, Rowdy. Frodo was like three two. <laughs> but he's huge feet. You know what they say about hobbits with big feet? Lots of hair. Yeah, a lot of hair on the feet. Tackling the hard hitting questions around here. You know, as we always do, what's the difference between Elijah Wood and Tobey Maguire besides one inch of height? Actually, no, two inches. Also, are the Eagles frauds? Good morning, Ben Kenny. How are we doing today? Uh, good. That's good. It, it, it appears people have tightened up this microphone in here. Yeah, yeah. Trevor came in and uh, uh, in between some other people unplugging things they shouldn't have unplugged and not replugging them in and messing my flow up in my studio in the morning. That's uh, That thing is a good sign of uh, hope out there is your mic in the other studio. Yeah. So, so ben, am I am I defending the Eagles' honor no, no, today? No. We have a lot of people um, starting to join this, this, I say gang, but it's a firm, the APF, the Anti-Phillies firm. Which is totally acceptable. We have a lot of people globbing on. Like, it's, it's a movement right now that I didn't understand and, and think was going to happen like this. But now it's like snowballing. People want to come in and they want to initiate into the gang, into the firm. I don't know what the initiation is. Uh, if it was up to maybe like our caller, this, this is grassroots stuff right so here. This is a grassroots campaign. So what's the point? You, you think they played nobody? I was thinking about it. Like, I was like, oh, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. But the more I think about it. Every Phillies win this year was a team that was downtrodden. They were on a backup quarterback, or they just were a terrible, terrible team. And then their path in the playoffs was I mean, I, a bad Giants team and then a, the hospital team of the Niners. Well, first of all, why were they? Why did they become the hospital team? Because the Eagles knocked them out, which is part of being good. Their D-line is great, and they, they hit the quarterback. But I, I disagree with the notion that they played nobody. I mean that they schedule didn't have a hard schedule. We went through but, that schedule and every team they played that may have been good like the Cowboys they beat Cooper Rush and then Dak came back and spanked the hell out of the Eagles. Do you think the Jaguars were good this year? Mm, they, they were they ended they up were being a competent good. They won a playoff the, game. Yeah. They were a competent team in the second half of the season. Yeah, the first half they were terrible. Okay. Um who's the who's the best win for the well, Eagles on the schedule? Do you guys think the Lions were good? No. Fringe playoff team. Okay. I don't think they're that good. I mean, first of all, you can't. I mean, really... when the Eagles beat them, they're the last defense in the league. Like the first half of the season, they're the last defense in the league, the Eagles. Or That's the correct. Lions, excuse me. I mean, first, you're not going to apologize for who you play. No, not at all. I don't you're not going to ask the NFL to give you a harder I don't schedule. expect you to apologize. Also like... The commanders, like when the Eagles beat them, it was Carson Wentz. He's well, terrible. Yes, that was to start the year. But they also played the Cardinals when Kyler Murray was healthy and the team. Oh, the Cardinals a are a dumpster fire. But they weren't that bad to start the year. Like the Lions right away, terrible. The Vikings, luckiest team in the NFL. They kind of stink. Uh, Commanders with Carson Wentz, awful. I mean, the Vikings do stink, but the Eagles were one of the only teams that actually blew them out. The Jags were terrible to start the season. Cardinals are stink. But the Jags are good. Like, like here's the thing. You, do you want to? Cooper Rush 
it was Cooper Rush for the Cowboys. You're just twisting every game you find. The like, Steelers had like a, a a trying to find out what Kenny Pickett was, and at the, the time it wasn't were that seven good. Seven and four coming into Philly, the Eagles beat them by forty. The Texans are the terrible, and then Taylor Heineke did hang a nice little thirty-two on the Eagles. Uh, he didn't hang the thirty-two. Barely squeaked by the awful cold Colts. The Packers weren't obviously what they were a good team. Jordan Love played in that game. Let's see. The Giants stink. The Bears are the worst team in the NFL. But you skipped over the seven and four Titans. Uh, is that your? Is that in. the best win? But but do you want to use the context at the end of the year? Do you want to use the context? I'm just going their, through each game and like how lucky they were at the time of play that team. Do you want to do the record when the teams played? Like, like they played as good a teams. As a Packers fan, I am beyond jealous of the schedule that the Phillies had. And the, or sorry, the uh, the Eagles had. Well, the Packers played a lot of these teams. They just lost all of my them. Whole life as a, Commanders. My whole life as a Packers fan, I would beg and plead to get a schedule like this and how the teams f- unfolded as the schedule progressed. The Packers did have a schedule that wasn't far from it. They lost to, they played the Lions twice. They lost twice. They and I don't expect you to apologize or anything. I'm just looking at this. Like everything that could have went the Eagles way literally went the Eagles way all year. Like it's nice to have that kind of But the difference between these and, and other teams that are frauds, like the Vikings were, the Eagles team is actually really good. Who, what's the best win for the Eagles in the regular season? And then at the end of the year, I mean, the Saints, I mean, the Eagles are playing for anything against the Saints, and the Giants sent out their BC squad yep. the final year of yeah, game of the year. those games didn't matter. Neither did the Cowboys game. Let me ask you this, Ben. What's the best win? Probably. Because I'm looking at this, this schedule is like the cake. I don't know. It I, Home against home against the Vikings, probably. <laughs> Week two? Week, yeah, week two. Against a team that got bounced by the Giants in the first round? Okay, the Giants bounced them. The Eagles beat the Giants three times. As they, a, literally, so as a Packers fan. You could just twist it and say, oh, they, they played nobody. It's because they beat everybody. That's why those teams are bad. The yeah, reason but look, look at the Giants is bad, partially because they were, uh, they're above average. But the Eagles beat them three times. They're nine and four without playing the Eagles. No, I know you still got to beat the teams in front of you. As a Packer fan, though, I can't stress this enough. I wish the Packers were gifted this this walk to the Super Bowl. Should I tell you who the Packers played this year? Oh, I, trust me. I the watched Packers every game. I know. I know they who they played. The Commanders. Well, Packers aren't a good the team. Giants. They lost to the Titans. I'm not saying the Eagles aren't a ba- are a bad team, Ben. I'm saying they're a good team with a very soft, easy, lucky schedule. It wasn't hard. No. But still, here's the question. Why are some of the teams the Eagles played considered bad? Because they're bad. Because the Eagles beat them. Because they're bad. So that's another loss. And a lot of other teams beat them, too. <laughs> What are you going to ask? What was the question? No. Asking? Does it make sense to you that the Eagles are favorites in this game? It does. Because I think they have a better all-around roster and team. You played the softer schedule. But that doesn't matter. You have a head coach that's never been there, never won it. You have a quarterback that's never been there, never won it. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills since February of 2022 last season basically went back and forth with being the Super Bowl favorites all season. And Kansas City, in my opinion, played the tougher team because they weren't down to their fifth string quarterback. Did they probably get help with the referees? Uh, Yeah, I'd agree with that. But uh, they overall, in my opinion, had the tougher road to the Super Bowl. They got there. And now we're here, and all of a sudden, Philadelphia is the favorite. Do you think Vegas makes lines on who's most deserving of things? No, I'm thinking no, make by the kickoff, I think Kansas City will be favored in this game. I think Vegas makes well, lines on who's bigger. Mahomes' ankle. But I don't give a damn who's favored. Well, Vegas also makes lines on who's a bigger sucker to throw money down. That's why the Packers are favored in a lot of games sometimes. You know? huh? Well, in a lot of... Uh, Packers their fan are a base very will throw public them. team. A lot of people like to bet the yeah. Packers. I'm not, saying, ben, don't, I'm not coming after you. I'm not saying the Eagles are a bad team. I, just, I, I mean, there, there's just going to be a lot of narratives thrown around about the way the word deserving is going to be thrown. But if you look at take away the wins and losses, if you look at all the other ways you can measure teams, they've been the most dominant and best team in the league all season. Well, yeah, when you're playing the systemary schools of the blind <laughs> and when you have better players than every when other team, when listen, you're beating up on the disabled, listen, it's easy. All, the, the Niners down to their last quarterback. They were down to their last quarterback because the Eagles knocked the other two out of the game. I don't. Did they That's knock Jimmy G? Football. They knocked Jimmy G out. They knocked. No, they they knocked the two that they were Trey able Lance. to knock out of the game. That's on Shanahan. He's an idiot for not dressing Jimmy G. 
Yeah, he did not have the greatest of uh, creative mind against the Eagles. Oh, horrible. Yeah. He's, he's blocking one of the best pass rushers in football with a backup tight end. I've just, as a again, I can't stress this enough, as a Packers fan, I w- would pray to any God to get something like this next year. The easiest path ever to the Super Bowl. But here's the, you actually have to have a good team to take advantage of it. Well, no, yeah. I understand also, that. Also, going into that playoff game two weeks ago, Giants-Eagles, the giant, the, the Giants were championed as the hottest team, you know, like the sneaky team because they went on the road and beat the Vikings. But then, as as soon as the oh, Eagles the blow Vikings. them out and obliterate them, now we think the Giants suck again. Part of it is the Eagles are just really good. Hmm. Are they really good or are they just good? They they're really good. By, I think you can by ch- all measures. It, it could be the best Eagles team of all time. I think you can chalk up a lot of the Giants buzz was because of what they did to Minnesota, and. I think another thing is it was interdivisional going into a playoff game, which typically if you look at um, if you just look at the history and some of the trends, normally those games tend to be closer. That's right, why I'll, a lot of people like the Giants. I'll ask you this. If, if you want to go on the, oh, they're not good. They didn't play anybody good. Who was actually good this year? There were in a lot the, of average No, teams. that's a great question because in the NFC, there, who was good in the NFC? I think there were five good teams this year. Kansas City, Cincinnati, they played in the AFC Championship game. The Bills, obviously Cincinnati beat them on their way to the AFC Championship game. San Francisco, who is now down to their fifth stringer, and the Eagles. Okay. I think those were the top five teams in no particular so order. So go through the Niners. Like, like If you really want to do the whole schedule thing, who's the Niners' best win? <laughs> Got to go through the schedule. They, they played one of the Chargers. Chargers were a good team, decent team. Well, well, are they? Because they had a lot of bad losses too. They're a decent team, right? Uh, the Chargers and the Jaguars are very similar, and the Jaguars beat them in the playoffs. So, which is uh, the better win? I don't know. I wouldn't. I would put the Niners the roster. Yeah, they beat a healthier Cowboys team in the playoffs. In the playoffs, all right, sure. But yeah. but still, it's like you, you could nitpick all these things. When you look at the teams themselves, it was clear the Niners and the Eagles were by far the best two teams. We don't want and you to apologize, nothing, Ben. No, I'm not. I'm not apologizing for anything. The only thing that I would say, the only thing that I would say with so the Kansas City game, the cakewalk. The Kansas City game they was created the cakewalk by being good. Was the first game with uh, Christian McCaffrey where he got like five touches? Okay. Yes, I'm just saying it was slightly different Kansas Forty Nine er team. That was yeah. That was Jimmy G too. Who's on line one? Who's this? It's me. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey Ben, don't Ben, don't take any crap off these ass clowns. <laughs> Hi Dave. What's up, Dave? It doesn't matter who you who you play in me. September and October. It's who you beat in January. Using that ridiculous logic, the Bucks are a fraud. When they won the uh, MB, when they won the uh, NBA, they beat a. Um, Dave, we all know the regular team. season doesn't matter in the NBA. No, yeah, but still. But the, who'd the Bucks beat the playoff? Everybody got guy, hurt. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn had didn't have their players. Atlanta, no players. It's who you beat. Well, Brooklyn's no biggest Durant issue Durant is that problems. Kevin Durant's shoe size was one size too big. But they didn't have Irving, and, and then Atlanta didn't have their guys. So hey, bro, don't take these ass clowns. Look at strange bedfellows. <laughs> hey, no, this they is scored good, thirty-one dude. points on the best defense in football. Case closed. Oh, now you diet. can't say it. Now you can't say what it. If we're going to go back in hindsight and say that you can't say Devonta. this about teams here and there, it's a win. <laughs> you can't say they scored 31. When, they oh my. That, the only right. thing Jalen Hurts did was throw a ball that should have been called the incomplete. Like ass. The Eagles pummeled them into did. submission. I, I know he did. We all he saw that he did it. Frisco was the number one team in football. Based on 16 games. If San Francisco them. wasn't playing 1900s football and could throw something called the forward pass, <laughs> they matter. wouldn't have scored 31 points. On the best defense in football, and Philadelphia knocked out those two quarterbacks. Yes, oh, they're they on did, their four street quarterback. That's because Philadelphia kicked their ass and smashed them. Dave, I'm, all I'm saying is I wish the Packers had this luck. They had this gift-wrapped opportunity. That's there's all no I'm saying. Luck. Well, they had it there's last no year. There's no luck involved when you oh, beat up the best, luck. best there's two luck. defenses. And this crap, oh, well, they had their four-string quarterback. Well, guess what? Plus, Philadelphia went out and got two big hogs during the middle of the season. What the hell did Green Bay do? 
nothing. And I hope they take that Patrick Mahomes and shove his ass all the way back to the Mexican border. What? Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. What? Down in Arizona. So I hope they oh, send him back. To the, well, send yeah, us, I hope they send him back to the border. Philadelphia's going to destroy Send him back. Look He's, at Dave defending the city of Philadelphia. That's, that's good because, stuff, hey, man. That's because Philadelphia would just oh. do them. And like, send, like he's from Tyler. When you say send, like he's from Tyler, Texas, like some of the Texas. Hey, Philadelphia fans <laughs> and players, man, that's a tough city. I mean, where else can you go and walk through the you know, dr- drug alley, needle all gun? All right, all right, Dave. You know, <laughs> Good call, buddy. Gunfire and hey, you had been for a while, Dave. You had been on your side for a while. You lost oh, him. I think right there. No, no, Ben's the biggest ass claw. <laughs> Philadelphia is going to destroy. Dave, do you want to? Don't, don't take it. Do you say Philadelphia is going to destroy the Chiefs? Yes, it won't even be close. No, Dave. I will say this: when it comes to betting, you are riding an extremely hot hand. Yeah, zero for nine. <laughs> so, Dave, you're the cooler. Dave, you want to another lunch? Dave is mush. Dave, you want to do a bet right now with Rowdy? Well, I bet with you, Evo, but you never pay up, so I can't bet with pay you. Pay up? What are you talking about? So, Rowdy, what, what have you, I you, never you, paid you, up on? Are you going to bet me again? Yeah, uh, deflection, uh, deflection, deflection on Dave. I'll, yeah, I'll take Kansas City straight up. This is like taking candy from a baby again. Dave, you're, you're 0 and 9. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave, don't do this. Nelson, no, Dave, I take the Eagles. Him, don't do this, Dave. You want to give any points or anything, Rowdy? Or just straight <laughs> no, straight up. Straight I'm up. already the underdog. Yeah, Chiefs are the underdog. See, look, look, look at Ben. Ben goes to the floor like a little whimpering puppy. Come on, Ben, speak up. You let these ass clowns push you around today. Well, Ben's, no, Ben's, no, Ben's, no, 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 hey, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't let Ben get back in the betting game until Danny Willett is paid up. And you know what? The exactly. Masters start <laughs> April. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not defending Ben. Who the hell defends Ben? I mean. <laughs> Paulie I does mean, sometimes. Uh, well, they're explained Paul. I think Paulie's is really a transgender. He calls it as Charlie, <laughs> and then he calls it as somebody else. I, I don't know if Paulie even exists. Well, Dave, you, you, you covered, a, you covered a lot in this phone call, as you usually do. We... All right. Well, anyway, uh, Ben, don't let, these, don't let these Jay clowns push you around. I know you're easy to push around, but Philadelphia is going to destroy Patrick Mahomes. His wife's going to go crying back to wherever, and his brother's going God knows wherever. Uh, hopefully <laughs> to your house to do a TikTok video. We'll see you later, Dave. <laughs> oh, and he hangs up. You had, you had him on your side for... You're on Dave's side for a little bit, and then it went south very quickly. Yeah, as it normally usually does for Dave. Yeah, that's whatever. Yeah, that's whatever. I don't know. I love I, I love when people like tweet at me like Badger bloody reviews. I love you, brother. That's Dave from Anona, though. So <laughs> that's that's Dave. I, I will say I enjoy all of the you know people trying to knock the football team down a peg, which I get, and it's warranted. Well, it's a long time till the Super Bowl. We have but some like, things to talk about really, for the game. You know? Again, yeah. I don't care. We've, we've, you know, we got to cover all the angles. And right now, the angle is, God, I wish I was lucky as the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and given just the red carpet and, and roses thrown every week, just hit, gift wrapped a freaking Super Bowl appearance. Could one argue that the 2021 Packers kind of were? No. That was a question. No, no. I don't know the answer to that, but if we look at the Kansas City Chiefs in that light, I mean, they got some pretty darn good wins. They basically well, beat. Yeah, they're in the AFC. They basically beat everybody that they had to beat, except for the Bills. The Colts is a bad loss, and then the Bengals, who they got revenge on. Sure, fine. <laughs> I always love when people like react to Dave. It's funny to me. It doesn't change the fact that Chiefs Dave. are down to like their fifth corner. If you don't let Dave ruin your day, then you. <laughs> it's, it's Dave. All right. He's extremely hot right now in bets. Yeah, 0-9. He's about as warm as the temperature is outside. You have the cooler on your side, Ben.